and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about the dinner party, that social minefield that is a eating event. Yeah. Wow, I had a trouble stringing my words together then. That <laughs> social a dinner minefield party that is. Uh, I've got issues. <laughs> yeah, so we're going we're gonna to talk about... I think we're going to talk about our experiences Mm -hmm. of the dinner party. And to be honest, I think this episode is going to be more about the social etiquette surrounding eating food than the actual crimes against the food itself. Because to be honest, there's a lot more crimes you can commit in terms of the social aspect of the dinner party. Definitely. I don't want to come over Miss Manners here. Don't worry. I'm not going to be sat there going, you've got to use the right fork. Although you've got to use a fork, I think, most of the time. not, not Not your fingers and fingernails. Not, not if you find yourself sucking chocolate sauce from underneath your fingernails you've gone far too far <laughs> if you pick up the plate and lick it you've gone too far which i my friend did that the other day but it was just me her and her boyfriend in my living room so i kind of thought i was gonna be really compl- complimented by that and not be a little bit wow yeah. look what you look what you're doing your face is on my crockery <laughs> that's that's mad but what you think the minefield aspect is because i think when i've embarrassed myself and i have just a gazillion times through my life and each one is is like a tiny stinging sensation every day i wake up and i'm confronted by the memories and you remember it and each time you just cringe and this is just my my life baggage now the humiliations Mm. but i think i've the ones that hurt me the most that i've been the most annoyed and upset by when i've humiliated myself in public are at dinner pies because <laughs> because it really affects no don't it really and i'm being sincere um it really affects kind of your you know your view of yourself doesn't it because it's you on display in a social setting and it's like oh look at me i'm aspirational i'm wearing nice clothes and they have actual labels in and things like this and this I is it about the, about the dinner party as far as as mm. far back as i can see the dinner party is aspirational i saw uh there's a an invite even in 1812 we were doing this thing it's a little more formal when you kind of wrote invitations to each other rather than just texted it and said dinner yeah. at mine nine o'clock but you are invited to dinner at so-and-so's house on this time and and all of the, all of that associated yeah. with it you got the 1950s and the the rise of entertainment at home it's all of these things where people had homes where they could entertain and actually it kind of ties in with oh my goodness i've just realized it ties in with the rise of the middle class because yeah. around about 1812 is when post-industrial revolution is when you start to get a class of people who are not landowners, don't have servants, but actually have enough disposable income to have a, a, a life yeah. and, to have, and to have a house which other people can come round and eat in. And it's all a bit showy-offy. Look yeah. at my shiny pony. Is yours totally. as nice as this? And because and because it's middle class and aspirational, that's why it's a social minefield. Because who? What are the middle classes? They make obsessed. it that way. Obsessed. I mean, obsessed because it's about not being quite sure about your your yeah. place in the world it's, and it's needing to know. Certain. Which is why now I think people go the opposite way. That they go anti-posh don't they, they go a bit oh yeah. yeah elbow in the butter i just i just throw a pizza i mean i happen to make it in, in three minutes and it's wonderful but let's not talk about it too long and then i, I might just eat it with my hands and it's paper yeah all, all paper dining napkins. all yeah all yeah. chefs kind of when they give out recipes they're like informal friendly having They've gone the other way completely but whereas before when middle classes as you said were starting out and they you know they wanted to they, they wanted people to show off to yeah this is totally their invention isn't it because the poor people were too poor to feed anyone else and the 
the elite. The rich people they didn't want to eat with anyone else. They want to sit by themselves. Yeah, they didn't have dinner parties. No. They had dinners <laughs> with, <laughs> with servants and a ball afterwards. And they certainly did not cook the food themselves. <laughs> talking, they most certainly talking did over your dinner was what you did in between being served, you know, suckling pig. Yeah. And, and seven courses. Roasted limb of peasant <laughs> so they, you know. I'm very partial to a roasted limb of peasant oh, good peasant on a good evening. peasant lovely good work Commander Steele <laughs> why thank you spotted me to it <laughs> and dive <laughs> I, in terms of the, the etiquette thing I think in that reversal of fortunes it may be a crime against feeding myself I don't know if I've talked about this on previous shows but my, my mum was brought up brought up properly yeah. she, she was brought up to have proper manners you know, but bearing in mind that my grandma says broccoli, you know, you could expect oh. nothing else. So, so my grandma was brought up to have my my mum was brought up to have proper table manners, and as a as a result, she totally rebelled. No, you have to stay at the table to eat. You, no, kind of, you must eat with a knife and fork. You, you can eat with just a fork. You know, all of that kind of stuff. She was very relaxed about. Until we reached about 12 and she realised that she's raised a kind of tribe of hellions <laughs> who kind of ate with all the grace of some ravenous dog. <laughs> and she had to introduce etiquette boot camp just so that we, should we choose to, we would be able to enter polite society. <laughs> etiquette boot camp. Or at least eat in public without like, people going, oh my God, yeah. my eyes. Like the scene in the film where, where the three young girls are taught that actually they're, they're witches yeah. and, and that they have special powers. She, on the, One bright Saturday, she sat you down, brushed your hair and said, this this is what other people do. Yeah. And pick, picked up a knife and fork. And we all looked at her with round eyes. <laughs> what is this magical implement, mother? Muttered in their growling dog language. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did once. My sister still laughs about it, but I did once. Um, walked. I, I once was at table and uh, with my family, and I took rather a large mouthful of cabbage, and I was quite enjoying. My, <laughs> I was quite enjoying my cabbage. And bear in mind, I was a teenager, so you know, I kind of thought it might be quite funny. But then I thought, I thought, oh God. I've taken this rather large mouthful of cabbage and now I've got like a string of cabbage hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> but you can't. What am I going to do? So in my infinite wisdom, I thought I'll make a really loud noise to distract from the fact that I have cabbage hanging out my mouth. <laughs> what did you do? I just went... <laughs> That's not even... like I d- I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. And every time my sister tells this story, she kind of nearly falls off her chair <laughs> laughing because she thinks it was the funniest thing she ever saw. That's one of those kind of misguided decisions you make as a, as a child. Yeah. An adult says, "See, what do you do today?" And you think, "I know. I'm going to tell a lie. I'm going to tell a lie, and it's going to be a." A really good one. Yeah, I better get a, a really, really good, good light. And you can see the horror dawning on their face as they look at you, and they, this angelic kind of small child is saying, "Well, today I stole some buns from the baker's, <laughs> and then I made my getaway on my bike, and I went up the street." But it wasn't a bike; it was a, it was a spacecraft. It was a I've spacecraft. Got a spacecraft because my because my dad's the dad's the prime minister. <laughs> Um, no, my lies were always just unambitious enough to be believed. I could have stolen buns. And that's why they always looked, it, it was, you know, it was believable. They actually thought I was some tiny, tiny tearaway. <laughs> Mum would be left kind of red faced and apologising. She doesn't, she's not traumatised by anything. She just tells tall tales. <laughs> 
well, you know, you're you're a good child. You see, you were sent a smart child. You judged, you judged your audience <laughs> yeah, judged my correctly. <laughs> Actually, you know, I I never told lies because I kind of it used to make me even now, even now, there are some things I can't. I can't do because it feels like lying. I'm, I'm really, really <laughs> oh, rubbish at lying. Oh, this sauce is amazing. You really <laughs> should give me the recipe for it. I really can't. I can't. Even at a dinner party, <laughs> if if I don't say anything at all, yeah, then you know, da, da, da. you know it's bad because I just can't. I can't like say something is when it isn't. It's, it's what it's the thing shape. I've noticed about you actually, which is which is quite um. It's a bit heartbreaking. Is I look over sometimes, and, and the, the times we've eaten together, you kind of when you know somebody else, you say, "Oh, is it is it good then? Are you enjoying the fruits of my labor?" Yeah, of course, it's brilliant, Gloria. You actually tilt your head to one side and consider the mouthful. <laughs> it's 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 daunting. It really is because I think, oh God, she's oh God, I she's never thinking about I this, that. and mm, um, <laughs> yum. And then you get an actual opinion instead of the, you know, in, instead of the kind of automatic, oh, this is delicious, this is nicer food than God ever ate himself. But, um, but you actually do consider it. And that's what's so scary. And yet, um, and I, but I mean, when you say something nice, that's lovely. But then if you give a kind of a carefully worded reply, I think, oh, th- there are points to be learnt here. <laughs> I've done something wrong. She's tasted, she can taste that burnt bit of pan that's in the stew. Oh, God. <laughs> Not the non-stick coating. Jesus. But really, if we're looking at this as a kind of social etiquette around food, it's really not necessary for me to give this this, <laughs> this assessed feedback. Going, I realise this. This <laughs> may be a crime against the dinner party, which may or may not be a crime against food. Yeah. I have to admit, though, though we've spoken about this formal dining experience, mm-hmm. that when I host having friends around for food it does tend to be really quite informal and I have to say that in my experience most of having friends around for food usually degenerates into having friends for around for a drink accompanied yeah. by food and I think many people of our gen- generation it may be their experience of dinner parties. That's it. I mean I don't know I mean, dinner parties now mean getting drunk to me but not just normal drunk not just going to the pub for the pub quiz I get wasted in a pies. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I remember I came in on the Sunday and I was, I was pale and sweating, and it was just, it was oozing out of every pore. And in between courses, they've been serving. Oh, Mia, you must try this vodka. It's only twenty percent. That means you can have two shots in between courses. Why? Why would you do that to anyone? Why? I was incoherent when I left. Do you know they sent me away that day with a tent that had no poles with it? <laughs> Seriously, they gave me a gift. They were as drunk as I was. They gave me a gift. I didn't check the tent until I got to the Dales and uh, and there were no poles. I tell everyone this story because the bitterness is still, it still cuts me deep. <laughs> and you only realised when you started to unfold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. I mean... I'm trying to think of the. Remember the um, we 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 threw a sort of dinner party once, didn't we? Yeah, well, that was nice. It was a kind of. I mean, it was on the very informal side. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Of, well, the but pot- it was at my house, so I'd hoovered ten minutes before that and realised I hadn't done it for three weeks before that. So it was all, all became it all escalated into a bit of a cleaning frenzy. Yeah, but, and um, a, a potluck dinner. Yeah, but then when it happened, it was nice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was very nice. Something. Yeah, and the food was good. There it was, was good. masses of it. Yours and the food was, was good. excellent. You made a what was it? A feta and spinach pie. Yeah, a spanakop. Peter can't pronounce it. But it went nice. It was still okay, you know, allow for the vegetarians in the party. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I made my now legendary sausage stew. Oh, it's pretty it fine. It was awesome. It was pretty fine. 
it was definitely a, a good thing became messy didn't it it was mostly about the booze it was that may be accounted for by the company which is one aspect of assembling a dinner party and i'm wondering if we're kind of looking at the crimes and the things associated with a dinner party where we should look at hosting a dinner party or being a guest at a dinner party i just want to say one thing i think i've made a connection like plugging a light in here the reason dinner parties now are all about the booze is because of who we invite them <laughs> yeah, we it? may need to we may need to revise our our uh, our invite list. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I'm I'm having a massive overhaul. All you who've been to eat in my house before, no more. I'm inviting polite middle aged people. I want to go up in the world. A massive extravagance. <laughs> so carry on. Carry on. But so. I'm just thinking, you know, to to break this down. Let's yeah. break it down. Break it break down. It, break it down even further. Where would you look at? Do we look at first? The hosting of the dinner party and the uh, pitfalls inherent within that. Or do we look at the pitfalls inherent within being a guest at at a dinner party hosted by other people? What do you think we should tackle first? Sometimes it's sometimes. I mean, as you know yourself, you know, you're a perfect hostess, as I am. Um, Managing to balance the the demands of of throwing a dinner party with being relaxed enough not to put people on edge. And I think the worst kind of, of one of the main crimes is when a person's kind of whole character changes because they're throwing a party and and all of a sudden they, they, they stop being somebody who eats chocolates right out of the box when they're depressed and they become somebody who has mints in wrappers. And, and 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 who mysteriously manages to own eight matching moose dishes and 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 and, and a huge trifle crystal thing and you think it becomes it really becomes very pretentious and they, they assume manners they don't even have themselves it's it's like they have an idea of what hostessing is and and that they take it too far and then you're kind of left sat there feeling awkward because you you weren't informed yeah, I don't know, because I do like, I do like to pull out the moose dishes, you know. I, I like to have a certain sense of occasion, but it's also, you know, the most important thing that you're doing here is it's not the food, it's not really the kind of the manners that you think. It's yeah, about yeah. making people feel welcome. That's it, isn't it? And and you know, whatever if you're if you're if you know your guests, yes. then you know what's gonna make them feel welcome and what's not. If you know you're inviting along people you have known for a long time and that you do certain things together and then you're not yeah you're not going to bring out the moose dishes and what have you because it's it's kind of inappropriate to the occasion and i suppose that that i was trying to express what i really mean is i resent me being made to feel like i've done wrong in one of those situations because i think kind of the first duty of a good hostess is to make is because whatever any of my guests do is is correct because they're doing it and they're my guests and it's totally fine and nothing I would never point something out and say oh you're doing this wrong oh you ate too much of your asparagus <gasps> can you imagine oh can you oh. imagine saying something like that I've actually been at a dinner table with somebody and and, and they leaned cattily over and said oh you ate all of your broccoli stock and I thought and you massive knob jockey that's so ungracious isn't it I think that's a crime Which, against food. It is a crime against food. It's a crime food. against it's a crime the against, enjoyment yeah. of food. Because I think if you want to eat the whole freaking yeah, yeah. broccoli but, store. But because they have this idea that they do things properly and, th- and then I got a sneery laugh. Like I was, you know... Like you hadn't eaten Like I'd just been dragged out of the dung heap and thrown at a table and was trying to shovel excrement on my face and all kinds of mad things. And all <laughs> I did was eat, was eat a bit of broccoli stem and she was like, oh, that's just the most uncouth thing I've seen in all my many years. <laughs> oh, see, this is almost more like crimes against hostessing, isn't it? Yeah. It's... 
oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I've ever had. You see, I don't think I've ever really had anyone make me feel very uncomfortable. Although I have, I have heard tell of. I've had people where I have been at parties where food has been provided, and I have been a little irritated by the lack of attention to detail. Oh, like what? Well, just like you know, kind of just putting things out on a table and not thinking to give people plates, or you know, or not making sure it's that kind of a big <laughs> one, isn't it? <laughs> You know, or not not kind of being aware that people are going to want to ask like, yeah. oh, where's the salt? Where's the pepper? Where's the hummus? How do I open this tin? Uh, all of those things. Just not really taking it into account. Serving spoons, things like this. They just kind of put yeah. it out. It was just like, eh. At which point I just thought, <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm going to take over hostessing duties here. Yeah. I, I am a little bit, I am a little bit kind of... Uh, slightly obsessive about it no get out of town yeah would you guess it is one of my kind of in in performance when i was looking at device performance it's one of the alter egos that i kind of explore a lot in performance (laughs) this is very mad hostess in fact I did perform in one kind of site-specific thing. It was a durational performance. And basically it was a, a, a converted house into a performance space. Wow. And uh, so it was kind of about the blurring between life and reality and what have you. But I was the, the hostess to the space, which meant that and I, and I was the mad, overbearing hostess. So actually, to be honest, I was probably crimes against hostess in every single way. <laughs> I managed to, I managed to, it was being assessed for it. It was a university performance. I did manage to pour orange juice over one of the lecturers in a really kind of fussy way and then really fussily kind of mopped it up and wouldn't leave him alone. He was like, yes, yes, it's fine. I was like, oh no, I've, I've thrown it all over you. Let me help you. <laughs> And that's the other thing that you can do as a hostess is you can, because you can be over controlling, yeah. not just, not just um, rude. I think it's just rude to point out something that you guess are doing that, that you That's you just rudeness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just rude it's because just rude. I think, you know, it's, and it, goes, it works both ways too. If your hostess is using a massive back scratcher to dish out. <laughs> <laughs> to dish out the pudding you don't say maybe don't anything. point it out no you know God, you, you would no. never draw attention to it because whatever she does is right because the woman's thrown her, her back and labour and sweat and tears into this evening and you're not going to make someone feel bad for what over something tiny tiny silliness like that yeah That's or not... even even if as as ha- happened to a friend of mine recently that you you come round to the house for dinner and the dishes are put on the table and your hostess leans over and helps herself first I mean <laughs> You just pick up the other plate that's, and dig in. That's not. I, I, I think I quite like that though. It's cheeky. It's like yeah, because it's almost like saying we're we're so close. We're family, and as family, I'm going to completely ignore your needs. To be fair, I think you, I <laughs> dig in. I think it was more that etiquette boot camp was never observed. <laughs> I mean, I always go on about my, you know, you know, other other members of my family have much nicer manners than me, and I, you know, they write thank you letters when they've been at other people's houses, and they oh. they do all of those things, and I'm like, you see, that's fucking manners, oh, and I and I don't have the graces like that, and I put my elbows on the table and I wave my yes. fork around wildly <laughs> in people's faces, which is probably not recommended as a guest at a dinner party, oh, and I do all of those things, but I do at least, you know, know if I need to, if I need to, yes. I know that I don't reach across someone and go, do you mind if I just help myself? <gasps> I've done some horror-tastic things in the place. I've, um, I've knocked whole bottles of wine 
over on, onto onto brand new cream kind of furniture. It's been horrific. But you just reminded me of um of you know, we're just gonna go anecdote country now, aren't we? It's fine, yeah. it's fine. I was on holiday once as a child and um, we were in Tunisia and, and it was still very much it was it was the day, you know, it's like duty free. Mm-hmm. Um people went on holidays and they dressed up for the, for the evening meal in the hotel mm-hmm. and ev- everyone was half bored nobody self-catered you went to a hotel and you, and you ate there and you know mums and dads and kids and I was with my mum and my stepdad and I had the bad habit of putting my elbows on the table and he was my stepdad was a real stickler for this kind of thing he was a lovely man but you know he'd been brought up very kind of strictly and he'd say elbows off the table Mia <laughs> and then two minutes later elbows off the table by the time he wrapped it out like a sergeant major the fourth time, the whole banquet table of people, adults and children alike, like shot back in their seats and put their arms by the side. I mean, it was about 50 people. It was like, elbows off the table. And everyone looked around and went, And everyone snaps to attention. The wait staff were just pissing themselves. Yeah. But do you think, do you think that that, you know, attention to etiquette is can be a crime against the enjoyment of food? Or do you think that it actually, it, as, if everyone knows the same rules, it just allows you to get on and enjoy it? I think, I think it's definitely useful for children because if you go out there and you're not aware of any, you can't utilise any, any of those dinner manners yeah. to your benefit in the future because it's up to you to judge a situation, isn't it? And say, well, this, this, this is a really relaxed evening. We're eating pizza out of a box. Hence, you, you don't use a knife and fork. No linens and no, and no knife and fork. It's just hands only and maybe a bit of soap if you're lucky afterwards. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, that's a really kind of crude example. But, but, but you know what I mean? There, there yeah. are levels to this. And if you're going to go all out, you'd, you'd like to be able to hold your own and not completely stand like a sore thumb if people did lay out four, four forks in front of you and you'd like to be able to know which is for which. Yeah, you need to not not feel at a disadvantage. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I don't think I would want to practice it all the time. Oh, God, no. You know, I and, and even when I'm eating with my friends, you know, I kind of, I suppose because I place so much importance on the food, mm-hmm. I would, you know, anything that, that's the prime primary thing for me. I'm just like, yeah, food, <laughs> food. Think but about you, have, you have excellent natural manners. You have a lovely relaxed grace, which means I that you're elegant you. in all situations that I ever trying. I mean, I was noticing the other day lovely. because you threw a tea party and it was delightful and I made a cake. Uh, Mia I'm, made an awesome cake. I mean, this is referring back to a previous episode, yeah, but yeah. can I say, awesome Didn't I cake. learn well? It was, um, a, it was a chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. A flourless chocolate cake. Yeah. Not a crime, just in any way. It, it was, it was, wow, it was not a crime. It, what's the opposite of crime? It was a blessing. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. But saying that, you made the biggest, lightest, fluffiest, Victor, fluffiest Victoria sponge I think I've ever seen or tasted in my life. It was like eating sweet air. It was really that good. I don't know how you did it. Um, with a food processor. <laughs> you big cheat. <laughs> but even then, I noticed that everyone else, including you, Sarah Rami, was taking these lovely small bites. And it was, it, it was, you know, the kind of bites where you eat slowly and you consider your food and you enjoy it. And that means you're full when you've eaten a reasonable amount and not after you've cleared your plate. Whereas I'm a snarfer. <laughs> I can do a handful at a time in seconds. In seconds. I have to say, though, I, I can be a bit, I can be a little <laughs> snarfer. I'm always, people always complain when they're eating with me that I have eat, I have finished eating at least 15 minutes before the rest of the table I, I i try and be aware of it but i will i just eat fast i don't think i chew i think i just i just inhale <laughs> <laughs> i just inhale the food 
<laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if I've ever been at a really formal gathering at someone's house. But can you imagine like going to one of those gatherings where it's all a bit fraught and, you know, where, where you know, it's... The, I suppose it depends about what your aim is yes. of the party. Is your aim to enjoy the food or is your aim to uh, to network, That's to socially it. network? Is your aim to get rat-arsed? Is, yeah. is your aim to demonstrate what a beautiful home you have? Well, God, if it's that, it's not really going to be about the food, is it? That's a disappointment. Don't invite me to any of those dinner parties, anybody <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, Just so you know. I'm not interested <laughs> in the decor. I never am. <laughs> I can't remember what colour the walls are after I've left the room. Um, that would be the wine. <laughs> but I can describe in painstaking and terrible detail exactly what I ate. <laughs> but I, I think a lot of that is decided and determined by your host and hostess. Mm. Whoever's, whoever's throwing the pie, their mood and their demeanour and, and their aims for the night, if they want you to have fun, then you know it and you relax and you just kind of, you dig in and it's, you know, you, you bet a lot of it is imitation. You, you take their lead. Yes, you if do. If they set the tone, you can relax because you know what's expected of you. But if it's, I've never been to a networking dinner. I've never been to a business dinner where you're expected to kind of talk intelligibly about anything. Yeah. After the first two glasses of wine. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no. I mean, I, do, I, I suppose it is quite a big responsibility then kind of, you know, hosting a dinner. Do you think that some people get uh, freaked out about it? Because I, even I, I've got to say that, I mean, I'm very comfortable kind of cooking yeah. or what have you. But if I've got maybe people that I don't know so well, or I'm doing a quite a complicated meal, mm. I can, I can, I can kind of get a little bit, just a tiny little bit frayed around the edges <laughs> in, in terms of just ever so slightly. Uh, I, I, there is always, there is always a certain point in cooking dinner, if I'm cooking for a large number of people, mm -hmm. where someone will come into the equation and ask me a question and I kind of go, I'm sorry, I can't <gasps> yes. talk to you right now. Blank just give me moment. five minutes. Yeah. I can't I get that. talk it. And and do this. It's because you're in the, the zone. I'm in the zone, man. I'm in the zone. The first, I mean, I, I must say, I'm really comfortable with it now because I set my expectations for my guests, and they are that they be relaxed, and that they appreciate the ambiance that I'm creating. I eat lots of wine, <laughs> a few candles, moving the ornamentals and the valuables out of the way because it's going to be messy. I want people to eat, maybe eat pretty quickly actually, and then talk messily in between mouthfuls and just relax and have fun. But my first ever dinner party, I mean, I can't, I learned so much from it because I was so unbelievably stressed. I think I was living in Sheffield at the time and I decided to host a Greek night. So I was like, oh, because I mean, you know, Greek food is so straightforward unless you make Greek food, which <laughs> in which case it's not straightforward at all. Um, no, and, it's and, cooking two days in advance, yeah, exactly, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I actually called mother at one point and said, mum, I want to make stefado. And she said, okay, um, you need to go outside and make yourself a nice big clay oven. <laughs> I was like, oh, piss off. I don't need to do any of that. I, I can do this with a normal cooker. And, and I think she was trying to kind of shock me out of it. And she's like, actually, no, Mia, it will take you about seven hours. I was like, you know what? This is going to be fine. It's so totally fine. I called her from the Asda. I'd gone to the big Asda. Wow, the big shop. Mm. In, um, because... This is this is Sheffield and it's it's a few years ago. So they didn't have things like bay leaves in your round the corner <laughs> shops. Um, you had to go to a superstore for it. So I'm I'm getting all the ingredients. I she was on the phone to me pretty much constantly, giving me the ingredients list and exact measurements for everything else. Um I got home, I launched straight into a bottle of wine. This is where my <laughs> Floyd around Britain tendencies really started. I was pissed by the time they got there. My bill 
for my phone when I got it the month after, which we would usually would say twenty five pounds, eighty pounds. <laughs> I spent like fifty odd quid talking to my mum for an entire day on mobile phones. It used to be really expensive and she'd had to literally talk me through it and she said she could hear me kind of degrading over the phone. Three glasses of retzina in. I was like, it's fine. My my beef is tender. There is no more scum. Uh, <laughs> but mom, mom, emergency, I've lost the bay leaves. Oh God. There's a bunch in there somewhere. I hope someone doesn't bite down on it. It was a complete shambles because by the time the people got there, they might have enjoyed the food, but they were terrified of me. <laughs> I was windmilling around the kitchen. My eyes were goggling my head. I was spitting down myself. I was not a pretty sight. I have to say that is that is one really important lesson, isn't it, for dinner parties? Don't cook something new. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If you're hosting, cook something you know really well <laughs> yeah. that you can cook really well and preferably cook in advance. And every single plate thing that you read about like hosting will say that to you. And you think, oh yeah. That that's just like really pissy. No, it's because it's not. countless thousands of people, <laughs> millions <laughs> of people around the world I've have this thought, before you. yeah, and, and tr- I wanted to make something really ambitious mm. because they're having people around. But it's just if you're making something, you do a trial run, whatever. Just don't do something for the first time when you're having people around, Definitely. or have people around that you know really well and stay off the wine until. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because also when you're on the wine there's a growing tendency to just go oh sod it and start throwing handfuls of anything in <laughs> I mean which is usually a mistake I mean sometimes it's fine but if you start substituting things that really have nothing to do with what they're substituting you're in trouble yeah I'm out of um, I'm out of soy sauce but this treacle looks the same colour I'll just throw it in it's going to be totally fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to know <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's definitely a one to one to watch out there. Although I am quite tempted, I have this wonderful, wonderful cookbook from the nineteen fifties. Um, it's a penguin book. Oh, lovely! But it's uh, but it's clearly in in what way way world they think that this is a cook for chil- cookbook for children. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's, well, no, that tiny, was puffin. That was puffin. Yeah, no, it's yeah. penguin. So it's, it's the cordon bleu cookery book, and it's by. Muriel Rosemary Downs and Muriel Hume, who who ran a cookery school just after the war. Oh, I'm and, intimidated already. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely no messing, no pictures. <laughs> the recipes are about a paragraph each. It's absolutely amazing. But in the back, they have these sem- sample menus and they have like recipes for like a fork buffet or a, a, an engagement party. Wow. And then they have suggestions of seasonal um dinner parties menus and they have it like a post theater dinner and a pre-theater dinner and all of this i'm really tempted to try myself one of their their dinners but we are talking you know we are talking things in aspic and uh and and and, you know some ridiculous pudding but i'm quite tempted just to just yeah i know aspic putting vegetables in jelly let's do it Crazy time. That is a proper dinner party it thing. It is a dinner party. Of that's, the 1950s. Why else, when else would of, you do it? 
that's just you're striving for for a period feel there aren't you <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm considering just oh, doing gosh. it you know eating like the 1950s and getting myself a menu like that and uh, cooking it and doing that all for the first time and just letting it fall you know <laughs> letting things fall where they will you kind of <laughs> strewn in a corner clutching an empty wine bottle and just spitting apologetically at us as your aspic bubbles over somewhere <laughs> or kind of just refuses to form any gelatinous form just liquid <laughs> just liquid I think I may it's it's a it's a project of the scale that it may require some kind of gantt chart you know a project timeline with you know (laughs) aims of where i want to finish and and times of when each task needs to to be completed the timeline of the roman empire (laughs) (laughs) caesar fell gloria mastered the art aspic yeah. The aspect is going to happen, you know, at least a day in advance, I tell you. <laughs> at least a day. What will be your Pompeii? <laughs> Do you think? Oh, it'll be something stupid like the pastry. The pastry always gets me. Oh, man. God damn the pastry god damn you. But if I do that, I'm going to make it really formal and I'm going to have and I'm going to I oh, I'm I three courses really formal. Wait, the thing is now, the thing is because I've trapped you into this life of podcasting with me, it means I get to wangle invites to stuff that I might not actually get invited to because I live across town and, you know, she's got other friends, surprisingly. <laughs> but um, you got to invite me to this one because you're straight. straight now. You see? Yeah, no, um, that's it. Um, you're all witness. Would, you're all witness to me inviting dress. Mia. I would get an evening dress. Maybe not a cocktail dress because that sounds slutty. I, I think like not, evening wear. Evening wear. I don't think it's quite full, it's quite full length. You okay. know, but but it, it's definitely Pretty skirt and top. Yes, yes, okay. definitely, definitely evening wear. I definitely, I'd, I'd go for that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, um, if yeah, if, if you know these kind of podcasts suddenly peter off, it's probably because I I tried, I tried cooking <laughs> yeah. a dinner party. Yeah, right? if this and never it all... reported back on, it's because yeah, it's because <laughs> I died in the attempt swinging in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Still, 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 still trying to stir the gravy with some thin lifeless arm slung across the stove <laughs> covered in burns now the other the, i suppose the other side to the hostess thing is being the recipient of other people's hospitality now sometimes this can be quite an art i think in order to there are some things where you've got to basically it's kind of your duty as a guest yeah to have a nice time and just be thankful for whatever you get and <laughs> you don't know what it is you might get well I, yeah because they're feeding you it's like it's the most vital thing they could do they're inviting, with they're, you, isn't they're it? inviting like, you into their home yeah. as well you know they're laying it on the line you're very vulnerable when you're hostessing absolutely yeah although i don't think actually, and there are no secrets when you once you've rifled through someone's medicine cabinet in the bathroom <laughs> you, <laughs> the drawers yeah i just needed a, a plaster for this blister on my heel that's why I'm rummaging through all your possessions yeah I just needed a I was looking for the bathroom <laughs> they find you elbow deep in their personal kind of correspondence ooh I know <laughs> yeah. oh she didn't <laughs> so I've, what I do you mean re- receiving hospitality well you know it's that thing of uh, you know if you're served up some food which mm. is pretty minging you just got to grit your teeth. And this oh. is actually, do you know, this is a freaking crime against food. And I could probably do a whole show about this. Go but on. being a picky eater when people are cooking for you. Yeah, how dare you, frankly. Exactly. I'm sorry. 
if you're being invited round, I think, you know, you kind of, if the hostess should ask you, do you eat meat? Is there anything you don't eat? But if you sit there and go, well, I don't eat wheat, uh, I don't <gasps> eat vegetables, I only eat white I, things. And you, you just, you just got to put things on the side of your plate and not say anything yeah. if you're not going to eat it and just put up and shut up. That's, I, that's a clear crime against food if you start it's a huge a huge kind of topic to talk about vegetarianism but we should you know we probably should that is less offensive to me than somebody who abstains from wheat or dairy or something like because i think that really complicates things massively unless you're a celiac unless you're a celiac and you have an actual genuine medical bring your dinner with you Bring it in a tiny oh, Tupperware tub and let us look at, at the sad, drab contents of what it is you have to survive on. I'm sorry if you're a C-Lick, I'm sorry. But I don't I don't kill myself in markets and supermarkets, struggling home, laden with food, and then sweat and toil in a kitchen for five hours to have somebody say, oh, I don't eat I don't that. eat, I don't eat, yeah. But mind you, if you were, if you were a celiac, you'd probably say straight up front, it's way yeah, more if you say, I, I don't like tomatoes, but fucking eat them then, or shut up. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah that is once when i was younger i did cook i cooked mm-hmm. some i ch- cooked a lamb tagine for a, for a party oh, sweet once when i was younger we were all out playing playing like <laughs> skip rope and hopscotch <laughs> gloria was inside cradling her brand new tagine <laughs> imported directly from morocco i was i was a horribly pretentious child <laughs> uh, although to be fair i did cook it in a pan not in a proper tagine oh then you're okay i'm, I'm all right but uh I, so it was with lamb and apricot basically it was a it was a kind of you know it was a moroccan influence and i don't really like lamb that much but cinnamon and what have you and i think for the entire party one of my friends went on about how disgusting lamb and apricots were you're joking yeah no she really did like really just went on and on about how she didn't like fruit with meat and she just went on to be fair she was 15 Um, had she did she know that's what you were making no, she didn't know that was what I was making. We just all brought things along, but she just she went on and on about it. She's forgiven because she was but a child. Yes. But if a fully grown adult did this oh, at a God. dinner party, I think that would be a slight crime against your host. Therefore, crime against food. Crime against, definitely, definitely <laughs> crime against food. Crime against dinner parties. I mean, when people say to me now, I'm just thankfully maturing enough that I, I, I've started to learn to hesitate before I launch into some horrible diatribe about, you know, which particular disgusting thing I don't eat, I take a look about. <laughs> Identify. I reassess. <laughs> I have a good think. And usually something like this falls out instead. There's nothing I don't really like. I think anything if cooked well, you know, any kind of ingredient can be great. I once had pig's foot. <laughs> And that was lovely. And then do... they're distracted, you see, and they're like, wow, pig's foot. And I go, yeah, yeah. And I've gotten away without without saying, because I spied, then I spied the big massive bunch of coriander. And I am <laughs> and I was about to say, I hate it in salads. You know, but I managed to bite my tongue. But you've got to be careful with that because um, this is a, the, the curse of being a well brought up child, which was my aunt, when she was younger, went round to her friend's house for tea mm. and, and her friend's mother served her up... Um, this just makes me laugh every time I say it. She served her up. <laughs> and he 
if you don't say a puppy's head on a plate now, no. I'm going to be really disappointed. No, it's not cat. even that extra. She served, a cat. she served her up. You know those kind of pre-made um, burgers, like frozen burgers? Uh, so you know, yeah, that I know. Get, so she served them up just plain. The ones you can flambe. Yeah, the ones you can flambe. <laughs> served them up, no bun or anything, just mm-hmm. the plain burgers and some broad beans. What? And some broad beans. Some like tin broad beans. That's so random. That's so random. <laughs> Sarah said it was really, really horrible. Because the, <laughs> the burgers were kind of burnt and the, and the beans weren't seasoned or anything Bre- like that. Broad beans are one of the few things I think I could live without. I oh, see. I, I am I mean, a fan. No, I am a fan. But, but no, but they have to be. They have to be like. They have to be seasoned. They have to be in a sauce or something. Just sat there anemic on your plate. Yeah. Just oh God, like squidgy little aliens. Ah, and she's like, she was very well brought up. She mm. said, you know, thank you very much, <laughs> Mrs. So and So. That was lovely. <laughs> and so the next time she went round, guess what? She got served. Oh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> and thereafter, oh, no. every time she went round to her. Parents <laughs> Do you know um, a mutual acquaintance of ours? We went, we went to college with a girl uh, called Callie and she, she, she was a lovely thing and she came to help me redecorate my bedroom when, when I was 16 and um, I ran to the shop to the, lo- to the lovely baker's called Kylie's around the corner which I think is still open in Leeds and um, I got some meat pies and some vanilla slices and I heated the meat pies up and served them with gravy like you do and I thought that was pretty like, I, I, I was surviving for 16 I was doing okay we were halfway mm. through it when I said oh god Aren't you a vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> and the poor girl had brought a steamer and scrapers, and she was helping me get wood chip off the off the bedroom walls. This is how this is a really, it's a really dire fall day as well. Oh, she was spent wood on chip, it. Mia, she really wood broke chip. her back on it, yeah. and she was she was still chewing on a piece of beef. And she said, <gasps> "Bless, yeah, her sort heart. of, but don't worry about it." And I was like, "Oh God, oh, I've committed a massive sin." Oh, I, I think just, she she wins the prize. Yeah, for she does. I, I win the whole my, the whole way through the afternoon. It was just it killed the day for me. And she kept saying. Don't worry about it. I was like, no, oh, oh God, you aren't you? And then all every time I looked at her, I was like, all I could hear myself saying was, aren't you a vegetarian? <laughs> Blow your brains out. <laughs> no, that's that, that that's a truly sterling work. She she wins a prize. Yes. No, she is like an ideal guest. <laughs> Come back to us, Callie. It's been a while. <laughs> Come back. We'll force you to eat some more meat pies. Yeah. Mm, lovely steak. But there is that thing of, you know, what people, you know, cook and eat. And I think that was one thing we were talking about earlier before when we were discussing the show. We were doing our, our intense preparation. As yeah. you can tell, we've really gone to town on the prep for this show. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we were talking about, is it okay to serve up other people's food? Now, I think the key thing here is and pass it off as your own. Right. I yeah. think I, I think agree completely. It's I think it's not OK to pass off other people's food as your own. But it is OK if it I think it depends on the invite. I think it has to be made clear that early, because if I go to somebody's house, this I mean, I feel like I've been kicked because <laughs> food is a friend, isn't it? For me, food is love in my life, and um, and if if, if I went and if I was labouring on the misapprehension that, that I was being served a beautifully made dinner that night, and then I got there and they said, "Oh, we're going to order a pizza," I would honestly, I would honestly be gutted. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be really quite upset. Yeah. Um. If, however, if they said, "We're going to watch a trashy film and order some Chinese food," 
are you game? And I went there fully knowing what to expect and that I was going to, I was psyching myself for a, for a good grease fest. Fine, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But what you're saying is the whole, um, what is taking a kind of a massive frozen lasagna out of the oven and saying, uh-huh. oh, I spent a whole day knocking this uh-huh. one up. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that is, you see, that's just the cheek, isn't it? If you serve up like, you know, pre-laid lasagna today, really busy, didn't have time to cook, but you know, it's greatly come round and just, you know, we just put this together. But going, oh yes, and transferring it to your own dish and pretending that no one ever knows. Transferring it to your own dish. always oh, know. Yeah. There is no way you can, I challenge you to pass off any pre-made food as your own i can't think of any and horrible yeah you just you just know you just know even if it's marks and spencer's the best in fact marks and spencer's the best whatever range has its own very distinctive taste even like artisanal go to the farmer's market buy the lasagna Mm. still be able to taste it you you still can you just can yeah I mean if only because you can see the the kind of the twinge of anxiety in your hostess's eyes as she waits <laughs> to be clocked I'm lying <laughs> yeah this is mine this is totally mine um I I I, I carve my initials in the corner right there <laughs> can't you see it no and actually you know what it is it's always too perfect yeah you see homemade dishes you have the flaws in presentation yeah but but pre-made and, and, dishes and the genuine worry if people are going to like it or not because yeah, because you, know, you, you put it, work into it, it. You put work into it and there's nothing else. If you don't like that, we're screwed. Yeah. You know. But you know, the thing is, I don't think I've ever been served like a really inedible or nasty meal no. by someone at a dinner party. I've been served things that didn't go right, but it's not like, yeah. oh my God, this is disgusting. But that's the part of the charm of it because it's someone else's cooking and someone else is cooking. They do some things differently from you or they make different, you know, choices or, you know, and the, and the fact that, you know, the cheese didn't grill evenly on your lasagna. Oh, it's fine. really by the by, you know, the bechamel went a bit lumpy. Who cares? You know, it's it, it really is. I can't think of anyone really. The only time I'm judging is if someone <laughs> serves me up something's like <laughs> I have actually I think I might once or twice have said this is lovely and they kind of looked slightly guilty and went yeah it's boring <laughs> oh no but the, oh, you see they've owned up because guilt yeah. sets in you can't take credit for something that's not yours yeah exactly I, I do I think that's quite offensive I hate the idea that and also you know it tends I think for me I've, I've got this idea lodged in my head obviously I'm a big fan of I'm a, a big fan I'm, I'm big, big I'm big fan that's what they call me big fan steel <laughs> No, um, I'm a big fan of Come Dine With Me. Yes, I was wondering and, if we should bring yeah. this up. I, if you're not in the UK, could you want to summarise me? What this? Okay, so they, they, they kind of, they pick a town, this television company, and they find four or five absolutely mismatched people. And mentalists. So, yeah. Mentalists. Oh, why, why you would go on this show, I don't know. And, and, and they kind of, they cobble together this horrible cross-section of society, like the worst of whatever Leeds or Burnley or London has to offer. And I mean, the very worst. <laughs> and and then they say, okay, and you're in it for a, a week of dinners and each one hosts and cooks for a, their dinner party. Mm-hmm. And at the end, everyone gets a vote of each night of, of max out of 10 for the for the scores, whatever. And at the end, it's all collated and the winner gets a thousand pounds. Ah, blah, blah. It's a very simple concept, but the absolute lunatics, they got on this. <laughs> and and I think the whole cooking it and passing off as as your own when it's really, you've just heated it up in an oven. That's, that offends me so much because I watched an episode, there was this horrible, horrible, nothing wrong with being blonde, but she was blonde. And she, and she was kind of, <laughs> She was so stupid. I mean, you could practically you could practically smell the false nail kind of chemicals on her. That's how idiotic she was. 
And she spent the whole, she spent about two hours getting a manicure and a facial and everything else for her big night. Her big night? Her big night? You don't get a reward for looking nice and for being shiny and tanned and having blonde hair, you idiot. The reward, the reward is, is for spending five hours carefully preparing food for people you, you know you care about. This is love. It's love. It's love on a plate. It's, it's your emotion handed over to someone in the form of calories. And instead she'd gone and she bought something and, and she got pissed halfway through on two glasses of champagne because she was only a size four. And, um, and, and she all, all came out, oh yeah, I, I might have bought half of it. Well, the guests weren't impressed. And, and as they were quite kind of, they were, they were kind and they were casually giving scores, say like five out of 10. And I was screaming at my TV. <laughs> Kill her! She disqualified! Two. Disqualify her! Red card! Red, red card! I I'm, I'm feel quite distraught about the whole thing now. If you're out there listening to this, I'm gunning for you. I know where you are. That's it. That's all I've got to say about it. I'm sorry, Gloria. I'm, I'm going to take myself off and have a minute now of quiet time because I feel like maybe I've gone too far. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still I'd like to apologise and say I did not, absolutely not have food relations with that woman. <laughs> yeah, you certainly didn't. <laughs> but it is, oh, I suppose that thing of, it's, it's the commitment of time to people, you know, you want to have, you want to, it's either people, and that, that's why I think, you know, it's much nicer if it's, it's a party of people that you want to be there, not a party of people that you want to impress. Yeah. Because if you want people to be there, then it's fun to prepare things for them but you know the thing is they already like you yeah so they you know you know you're golden whatever you do it's it's fine because the company's gonna save it even if you turn out a horrible thing yeah yeah but there is also that there's also the thing of of it's not about you it's not about you and your nails and your two hours of thing and yet it is in that horrible way but it's about other aspects of you It's, it's kind of it's about it's about how you structure the event so i mean i've got to say there's a lot of there's there's probably you know most people who have people around there's a little bit of a pride going on you know Mm. being a because i think it's because you know when you're growing up or whatever messages you get everyone's like don't be dozy offer them a drink offer you know if you have friends around and whatever because it's like it's it's a pride thing of you know the the ultimate in hospitality i remember and it can be as a guest as a recipient of that if you're not quite trained in how to deflect that, you can really get into trouble. I, I had dinner once in Sardinia. I don't know if I've told the story of having Go the on. most amazing... Oh, vis- We were visiting friends, fam, fam, the family of some friends that I worked with in, in the UK. And he was from Sardinia and we all went back there and uh, we were visiting his family. And uh, what I didn't know was that a traditional... Uh, dinner kind of event in Sardinia has seven courses um, so and because in Sardinia oh, it's like the, the book my flight is- <laughs> god I found it I found it mummy I, I miss you but I've got to go Sorry. seven courses seven courses right. and it's it's all about the hospitality and it's all about you know these are our guests we're going to make sure you're absolutely catered for mm. and it and it's almost in a way of not making sure that your guests are comfortable it's like you better you better come away and say those people were hospitable because imagine if someone came away and said i did not find this place hospitable i mean that would be like <laughs> the shame only you would ask shame. such questions tell me <laughs> I, I bet i bet you asked that right right before they served their first course of three and they've heard it and gone 
Christ on a cross and they run in <laughs> hustled into the back and like rustled up four more courses <laughs> Gloria does this ever happen do people ever leave saying they're not hospitable <laughs> I didn't enjoy it <laughs> sinister teenage tones <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what it is? It's that cultural thing of, you know, we yes. want everyone who comes out of here. And I see, but I didn't know this. I went in blind. So there I was, help, you know, first course with the antipasta and the courgettes and the aubergines Loading and up. the homemade made salami. Oh, delicious. And then we had pasta. And to me, that was the main course. So lasagna. Oh, sure. I'll have a bit. That's very nice. Then there was the fish course. And then there was the roast suckling pig. Oh, I know you, you're saying this to make people feel, feel ill with, with bulgy stomachness, but, but I'm just jealous. And, and then and then there was the fruit and then the ice cream and then the cheese. And every single course, they kept going, manja, 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 manja. Eat, eat, eat. Here, have another helping. And I was just... If there's any Sardinians <laughs> out there... I'm, I'm happy to visit marriage kind of favours in kind where else just feed me man because and also because i was quite young and kind of unable to do that it's a skill to be able to refuse gracefully to not say no please stop feeding me because i'm gonna die you know to be able to say this is delicious i've i've i'm really enjoying it but i think i can't eat anymore or i might vomit all over your table you have to say all of that and you have to say it 10 times (laughs) smiling and keep saying oh it's so delicious this is so wonderful but i could not i'm so greedy that's how greedy i am i ate so much of it that now i'm just about to burst because your food's so wonderful i couldn't stop myself on the previous four courses and you keep yeah. having to do it again and again and again. You until, do, and I was back down. A bit and a bit. I wasn't quite prepared for how many times I would have to yeah. repeat myself. It did land me in trouble. <laughs> I think for two hours afterwards, I was kind of just lying there, going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> "Could yeah. die." I'd have loved it. I'd have been in my element. You see, that kind of experience is wasted on you because you're all about quality, aren't you? Whereas me, it's 50-50 quality quantity. Me, I challenge you. I challenge you to have got through that meal without feeling like you wanted to die. You don't know what kind of skills I've got. People... People are genuinely shocked. Honestly. People are shocked by me. I'm normally known as a truffer. I'm, I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I consider myself, I can, I set, I set store by how much. I'm one of the finest trucks in Leeds. <laughs> I set store by how much I can make people go, are you really going to eat all that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. All of it. <laughs> Which is why I'm quite a good guest because I will eat it. <laughs> yeah. I just will. There is the kind of like I. There really is not very much that I will not eat, and even if I find it challenging, I will. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably go for it. Yeah, I'll go for it. I mean, again, obviously, that doesn't include the aforementioned in previous episodes, tripe, all that kind of thing. I draw the line there. I can do. I can do kidney. I can I'm do liver. I can do. Yeah, I, I, I can. You know what? If I was served it up at someone's house, I'd probably do it. Oh no, kidney, liver fine absolutely fine enjoy them but i'm no brain no eye no gut i'm sorry i just can't you know i think i might even be able and even lung but not the sweetbreads yeah sure yeah i think i've had those before yeah maybe on a drunken wild night out (laughs) (laughs) maybe they weren't voluntarily given (laughs) no no but um but for you not those of you not I, sure what sweetbreads are, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
have fun asking for them in the butchers um <laughs> and then licking your lips in a really obvious kind of like <laughs> i just love sweetbreads <laughs> i barely cook them just pop them right in oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god but um <clears throat> But no, there's something about the kind of the, the digestive system, which just for me kind of screams no. And if 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 I was offered that at a dinner party, I think, oh, you know, I'd have to try it. I would have to do my best. But I would have spend, to take a mouthful. I would have to I'd have to do I'd have to take it for the team just because team steel cannot be let down and yep. shamed by my bad behavior. And, right. and by my kind of squeamishness, I'd have to take more than one mouthful. I'd have to force as much as much sound as I could. And then I'd do the good job of hiding what I could. Yes. I remember I went to my mum's, um, did I ever tell you about this? We went to my mum's friend's house for tea once and we kind of, I think it was one of those situations where you're trying, you know, you've, you've got these friends who are in a similar situation to you as in single mum, got kids. Yeah. And, um, and my mum always made dinners and this woman, she made things like chicken drummers. I'd never <laughs> had them before. So um, even her kids thought they were horrible. <laughs> they, they were colluding with me to get them thrown out the window. <laughs> This woman didn't notice, but there was a small mountain of, 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 of Bernard Matthews um, golden turkey drummers, like in breadcrumb, kind of reformed meat that she'd oven baked and then vacantly left the kids to eat. And the kids were probably surviving on I don't know what, just hoisting them straight out the window. <laughs> and, and they helped me do the same. And she came back in and we were just sat there grinning, going, mmm, mmm, that was so yummy, thanks. <laughs> oh, never had those before, but boy, that's what I'm going to tell the folks at home about. <laughs> You want to be careful though, Mia, if you'd ever gone round, that would have been it. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Christ. <gasps> Turkey drummers. But then, of course, you know, one thing we should, we, should we probably cover afterwards is the, you know, an essential part of any dinner party is not just the food, the, the etiquette, the hosting, the, you know, the wine, the, the drinks, <gasps> the after dinner entertainment. Of course. And I know yeah. it's not strictly... You see, I think it's part of the experience yeah. of eating food. I know we both want to talk about this because like, because by that time, we're both so liquored up and we're so happy and so food happy that our night just kind of becomes what it should be all along. It reaches its pure zenith, doesn't it? It does. It does. And, you know, back in the day, people would play parlour games and amusing charades and, yeah. and, and perhaps other amusing games to yeah. entertain themselves. Or even a more sedate game of whist. Yeah. But... Ah. And, and then for the livelier crowd, some charades or... Or, or, or even the, the ladies would retire to one room yeah. and the gentlemen would sit in one room with their port and the ladies would retire and drink ratafia, which is some sherry drink. <laughs> this is in the, this is in the 19th century. If this happened now, <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd realise that the men were talking about sport and in the women's room, they'd be cackling over wine <laughs> and discussing some kind of up until then unmentioned kind of topic some you know, unmentioned some, yeah. some unmentioned sexual practice exactly yeah <laughs> it, it, it would come out that someone had done something completely bizarre in bed and that and we, we, you'd, you'd hear them cackling and screaming about, oh my god I've never, I've never done that before oh, I must I must get Bob to try it you know <laughs> yeah 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 he's gonna love that what's that a balloon in his throat you say wow <laughs> Although the the last the last ga- social gathering we had, I think we were introduced to quite a nice one. I quite liked it's it. It's my yeah. new favourite. Yeah, we, we it recommend it to you. Kind of social situation mm-hmm. now. I, I just I throw it out there and say, please, please certainly, try this. Certainly separates the men from the boys. Y- you have to choose the right company, don't yeah, you? You, you do because some people won't play. So uh, when we played it at our potluck dinner, some people actually didn't play. I know. My housemate and his girlfriend didn't didn't play. They just kind of sat there. They couldn't do it. No. It may have been they were mo- more sober. They're not hardcore enough. Mm. They're just not. Do you know what it is? They don't have enough hate. Yeah. 
Well, you've got to, you've got to have plenty. the you've got to have the hate. Yeah. So basically, this this this, this uh, after <laughs> this our parlor game. It's called the cull. Yeah. <laughs> and cull. it's a it's more a conversation piece, I suppose. Or it's, uh, the reason I like it is it's a it's a prompt to rant. Yeah, yeah. And it's a uh, you get to you know it's it has certain overtones of the Third Reich, and I'll give it that possibly. Wait. I, I think that's unfair. I think Cole has <laughs> definite kind of social potential. Uh, basically, you get to uh, select a selection, a, a section of the population of which you are going to cull. Mm, yeah. Nominate. Yeah. It, it's, it's cull worse than kill or better? Cull, because it makes it, cull, cull makes it sound like, you know, it's all kind of going to be necessary and useful for the prolonged kind of health cull. of the yeah. population. Get them exiting the gene pool. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, mean, you need it. You obviously, need it some of them were so kind of ripe. They, they've become unmentionable. <laughs> In, you have to really pick your crowd carefully. James, <laughs> James's was a corker, which even now I still can't quite believe he said it. Um, somebody wanted rid of clowns. If there's any out there, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> but you know, that, else that's kind of, you know... Didn't it's a, like people who squinted. Yeah, which we, was a bit mean. Yeah, I, tell you, I think that was a bit... <laughs> and it's very revealing about your friends, I tell you. You get to reveal all sorts of hidden prejudices. Yeah, yeah. One of our group wanted to, wanted to call anybody who did fancy dress, which... <laughs> And it's most of our group, actually. We've all done fancy dress at some point or other. It, it was Paddy, and actually, he's been on a. He's one of the Paddy Ford. Uh, well, he's yeah. been on the definitive word, and he tried to get this one aired on an, an episode of the definitive word. Oh, really? Yeah, they did room one one oh one, and uh, he tried to get it on that, and they weren't having it either. No. He's he's been trying to posit on non, no, numerous platforms, and no one's having it. Maybe no someone should it. put grouches into room one oh one, and Paddy can be sent <laughs> along with them. But um. Yeah, Call is the best game because it really, it gets people to own, open up a lot. I mean, I think as, as long as you've had that your first aperitif, you could really, you could get that, you could get the ball I would suggest it's not something, starter. it's not something to do with people you don't know that well. No, no, no. Unless you're all very drunk. You've got, because by the time it gets to you, you really mean it. <laughs> you know, and I mean, the other day, I don't know if this is kind of, it's probably not interesting at all, but I went to, um, I went to Skipton. And by obviously by way of Skipton, you go to Otley and Ilkley, another two two of the market towns on the way in um in lovely North Yorkshire. And beautiful, 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 country. beautiful bus ride. And but I'm sorry, all of that was wasted on me because um this cock was sat four <laughs> seats behind playing music on a speaker on a bus, which, as Glory remembers, is Michael. People who play music on public transport. I I didn't want to call him. I wanted to see his brains explode before my eyes. I would have smiled if he'd fallen under the wheels of the bus as he exited. I actually said to Carla, um, wouldn't it be tragic if he was stabbed? And she said... That that's a bit mean. And then then his music came back on because it paused momentarily. And then she heard that it was speed garage and just smirked. Put her own earplugs back in, so she was not subject to it anymore. It was just me sat ranting to myself, going, "I hate you with a passion that burns." You know, I've said it's a, you know a natural culling solution for that would be that you simply just have mobile phones that explode if they are played on speakerphone <laughs> yeah. in buses. You have a transmitter in buses, <laughs> and if the mo- mobile phone goes on speaker it just like it matches up the frequency it just fucking explodes in the hand kablamo <laughs> ah be so happy <laughs> so yeah that's that's our recommendation for you know to kind of make the food taste sweeter 
you know it's you it's it's not a crime it, it's more a discussion you know it's 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 a beautiful way to savor the good evening that you've enjoyed yeah. the company of your friends is just to unleash some hate that's it i mean failing that you can always talk about films or books or your sex life or anything <laughs> blah 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 not nearly as good as wiping out sections of the population on a whim <laughs> And on that, I think, you know, I think on that, we've Very come to the, note. Yeah, we've come to the end of the dinner party and we've come to the end of the show. <laughs> That's rather neat, isn't it? That was a beautiful wrapping up there. That was neat, wasn't it? it? Um, we hope you've enjoyed our, our, our ranting about various etiquettes. Yeah, and, if and anybody crimes. does any of the, of, of, of the before mentioned things, don't take offence. <laughs> uh, I only mean it, say, 99.99%. <laughs> yeah, I think I might, I may stand by all of my irrational prejudices. Um, so, yeah, we've been Crimes Against Food, Mia Steele and Gloria Lind. Thanks. And you can find other shows on our website, www.simplysyndicated.com. You can find a forum where people discuss issues relating to food and other issues relating to other mm. shows, including the definitive word, make it so, movies you should see. Very I good. could go on. I, I need to remember all of them because um, it would be much better if I could recite them all in a long list, but you've heard heard it all by now i'm sure so yeah i've enjoyed talking hope you've enjoyed listening it's bye-bye from me thanks mm-hmm.